Ladies and gentlemen, this is Red Pill Tamales. I hope y'all appreciate the show. Um, because don't hold your breath thinking that somebody else going to give it to you this raw. Ooh, how raw? Extra raw. Raw and uncut. Complete with about three or four I told you so's. Um, no other Latino establishment person. They're, they're not. They're going to stay out of it. They don't want to rock the boat. They want to stay being paid shills by the Democrat Party. They're not going to be like, hey, guys, uh, apparently we're in a recession. No, that's not their job. They're not worried about that. They don't even put gas in their own Range Rover. When it comes to phrases you've said or that we've said on the podcast, what do you think would be a good shirt? Like, just you have anything <laughs> off the top of your head? Give me, I need like one or two good phrases <laughs> that you think would make a funny shirt or a good shirt. Oh, man, I don't know. Do you think Chingo warned you? Warned y'all would be one that people would buy? Chingo warned y'all. Maybe with some good art, maybe. I don't know, man. Keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, I really don't know. Maybe that. Maybe somebody in the Discord has uh, some fucking ideas. I'm going to make one that identifies pansexual with a pan dulce. <sighs> Hilarious. Pansexual? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'd wear that because somebody's going to misinterpret it. They're going to just miss the whole picture of the concha on there. It's disruptive, right? I'm going to use Jess Tears art, too, the one she submitted. I'll get somebody to, to make it look good on a shirt. Okay. All right. Well, shit. This is RPT, where we we trying to brainstorm. We trying to give y'all what y'all need, whether y'all know y'all want it or not. I am your host, Chingo Bling. We got DJ producer Big Rob What's, in the building. What's up? We're going to force feed you conchas and uh, pansexual terminology. <clears throat> whether you know or not, you need it. Yeah. Lo necesitas, güey. Sí, güey. Neta, güey. Neta, güey. Um, I, do we need to do a Spanish podcast? I heard. I think that was one of the replies in the survey, too, where you need to do more Spanish podcast. Yeah, I'm down. I, I, I've already told you I want to do gaming. I want to do um, a non-political podcast. I want to go live more often. There's a lot of stuff we want to do. Obviously, the uh, studio's not set up all the way yet. Um, we do need some sponsors, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. Um, shout out to the patrons, though. All the members of the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency. There will be a big TIA gathering, first annual meetup, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, October 8th and ninth and don't worry giovanni we got an itinerary coming yeah it's okay we'll get there i think last night we were uh busy like again we're just trying to be at home we're trying to you know with the kids and trying to like okay uh pizza's ready you're still you know? trying to get into a routine i'm sure yeah big time and i leave again because i tour oh, Le- last night legalized freedom tour so anyway um we're trying to do all the parenting and the family and the bathing and the kids and getting them ready and the pjs and all this you know not to mention we have a one-year-old and uh and marisol's like they're getting mad at me now on the discord because they're like why haven't you invited the her pill soldiers and uh you know whatever it is her limit so i don't know what the name of her thing her, her world soldiers I think something like that they're like why haven't you come up with the itinerary for vegas and why why isn't this a group thing and why are we not invited to vegas and and i'm like no it's the more the merrier like because i told you they offered us um the people from the uh, wise guys comedy club they even offered us sunday mm-hmm. they're like you got um what is it the 8th and the 9th but do you want to do the 10th too mm. me personally i was like man i think people are so excited to come through that i think we're gonna because it's not a huge venue either i was like i think we're gonna need the sunday to where who knows that might even be like all the people who couldn't get a ticket because the thea mm-hmm. was representing the mother nights or vice versa 
it was Thea night on Sunday, and that's like the end of the weekend. It's just y'all, like we boom. It's like we're in the living room having a big combo. Mm-hmm. But then Mighty Soul started hitting me with all the um, devil's advocate, like, okay, that's a lot of childcare. Like you're not right. gonna make no money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your babysitter gonna get paid to be hang out with your kids, and she's gonna be the one making all the money. Mm. But anyway. Um, we were like, no, 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 just just keep it to two days, and I don't know if we could do three days in Vegas and yeah. all that. But hey, we shall see. Uh, I, I believe the ticket link is up. So yep, um, yep, yep. Stay excited. Get ready. Um, I was going to ask you this on the last two episodes, but I forgot. Uh, Schultz was on Rogan recently. Mm-hmm. You know, promoting the special and just you know being funny and shit. Um, he mentioned how Russ. Are you a fan of Russ? Yeah. He, um, I don't know his music, but I like how he uh, how he approaches the game. Yeah, uh, not the most recent one, but I think the album before that was really really good. But um, he 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 mentioned how he got inspired by Russ's putting out one was it one new song a week or a month? I think it was a song a week. I th- a song yeah. a week, right? I think so. So then he kind of took that into comedy, releasing a new clip a month. And, and if that's all you do, yeah, that's very doable. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Mm-hmm. Did, like, did you extrapolate anything from that as far as like what you might want to do as far as approaching some of this content? Well, bro, we used to be in the studio nonstop. Yep. I mean, we were cranking out. It was a machine. We were cranking out mixtapes all the time. But, uh, but yeah, I saw that clip of uh, Schultz saying that. Um, we're pulled in so many different directions. I haven't even... I mean, it, it, we don't even go live every day. And how hard is that? You just go, you just press a button. Yeah, we had a creative for for you guys. It's some inside baseball. But we were having a kind of a creative session for the first time in a while, just because again, you're pulled in so many different directions. We don't just sit in between shows or, or whatever and talk about like the the big umbrella picture. But that's kind of what we talked about earlier. And it's it's true, man. When you're pulled in so many different directions, like Schultz doesn't have kids. He doesn't have like a family. I know he just got married, but other than doing what he does, that's it. That's it. You just fucking make make content, post it, go live or whatever the hell he does. And it's just hard. I'm sure other comedians that are like, oh, I got family and I got maybe my mother-in-law lives with us too. And I got this and that. It's just like, it's not that easy. But I got a garden. I got to prep. I got to fucking. Exactly. Yeah. I got to go kill my steer or yeah. deer or whatever you got. But it is interesting that that's how like he got inspired to kind of shake up the entire comedy game. Yeah. So basically Schultz said that he started putting up clips, I guess, stand-up clips mm-hmm. on uh, up on YouTube. And uh, and he rolls deep, like you know he brings, um, you know his openers. He'll bring uh, his camera guy, and the camera guy he's got about three big ass cameras, and and they film every single show. And it's like, I don't know if it's one of those where they make a mental note, like, hey, dude, that fucking interaction with that lady, make sure you clip that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they go about that part. Like, okay, I need to go back and watch it all, or now I got to edit this shit. But basically, clips get made, and. Uh, and yeah, that's the uh, that's the luxury of when you know when you decide yeah. to say fuck it. This is gonna cut into my profit, but I'm a roll with some some more motherfuckers, and they gonna bring a whole bunch of cameras, and uh, and you know the rest is history. Because yeah. I, I met him uh, at the Miami Improv, and I think that's before might've, he blew up. Yeah, before he yeah got is this big, <clears throat> but um, I I think even then though I remember noticing like. This is a lot of camera equipment. Like y'all travel with all this. Like yeah. how many cases? Like why so many angles? But now I get it. It's like, well, when we go back and chop it up, we can cut to this view, back to this, back to the crowd, back to me, back to over the shoulder, back to the center. Now the wide, and so on. 
Yeah, it was funny. He, I think he was on D- Tim Dillon's not too long ago too, and and Tim's like, I like Tim's style, man. Like it's just him and and uh, Ben. They're in the studio. They could be in the, on a hotel balcony or in their studio or whatever. And it's just them two. And Tim hates, for the most part, having guests. It's very rare that he has guests. And he's like just talking about real estate and like the shit he likes to do and doesn't want to do anything else. And then you have Schultz, who is like trying to do all like the dropping in series and trying to do that, trying to do this, trying all, all this kind of media. And he's like, I, Schultz is like, admittingly, I'm not good at money. Like you're investing in properties and real estate. You're trying to like set yourself up for after comedy. I'm just like all in on just this. So it's a funny, funny dynamic, but when you think about it, like there's got to be a sweet spot, right? Yeah, you got no. I don't, I don't recommend. <laughs> I don't, I do not recommend being so all in that you can't take some of that money you're making and diversifying mm-hmm. in a, in a tangible physical asset, especially. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> These days, I mean, hey, it's number- something you can eat, something you can sleep on. Something that's gonna appreciate some some dude. Thank God for my music royalties. Yeah. Uh thank God they're like all the old shit. You know, whatever's up there, people streaming. Shout out to all the fans that stream the stuff. Um, that's mailbox money every month. Uh meanwhile, I'm over here trying to figure out how we're gonna monetize this podcast, but that's neither here nor there. Legalized Freedom Tour, Phoenix, Arizona. We're coming in extra caliente. I didn't say Acaramba, all right? Don't get all, put your pitchforks away. I didn't say Acaramba. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, August 17th. San Jose, August 24th. Chicago, Chirac, Chaganistan, August 31st. Uh, Brea, California, September 14th. Oxnard, September 15th. Austin, September 28th. San Antonio, September 29th through October 2nd. Salt Lake City, October 7th. Las Vegas, Nevada. October 8th through the 9th. Y'all already know it's the weekend. Uh, Addison, Texas, November 4th through the 6th. Again, I am not doing Houston Improv, my hometown. I am not performing in my number one market where normally we would do an entire weekend. All right? And if you want to know why, it's going to require an investigation. Yeah, it's going to require some... Uh, an internal investigation. Yeah, but you know how those go. Mm-hmm. They never really get completed very well. It's very one-sided. It's only one opinion on the no, table. No, it's about money. So somebody in the upper is going to be like, why the fuck we ain't got Chingo over here? Yeah, that's true, too. And they're going to start asking questions. <clears throat> so on the last episode, I kind of left y'all hanging with this whole Jill and Joe Biden story, right? And you had said you heard she was a babysitter. Yeah, allegedly. Right. So I, that that's kind of it is in the story. But I I was aware of this, but not the full story. So I had to look into it because... I think, like I said, somebody sent me maybe Stevie, Stevie Capone, the uh, Whoopi Goldberg talking about Jill's a great you know <laughs> doctor and shit. So then I got to thinking, and then there's that video of her walking in somewhere last week, and they're like, "Your husband's the worst president ever, right?" She's like, "Thank you, thank you for my for the support, right?" And these fake ass people. And so anyway, I went to go look up just you know how they met. I just think I just googled that or I braved it. And uh, the Daily Wire has this whole piece, which I suggest you guys, if you haven't read it before, it's Jill Biden's uh, first husband. Here's the real story of Jill and how how Jill and Joe met. So long story short, the story goes that in 2008, he told uh, Joe Biden told the New York Times that he had met her. Basically, he was like it was like a blind date set up by his brother, Frank. He had seen her on an advertisement for uh, something on a park bench or something to that effect. Supposedly. And, supposedly. And then later, his brother somehow got her, had her number, gave it to him. He went to go meet somebody up. Turned out to be Jill. All that apparently is horseshit. Mm-hmm. The husband comes out and basically gives a whole rundown um, where he and Jill had been married, I believe for like a year or two prior, for a little while prior. I think his name was uh, Henderson. 
Stevenson. Um, he goes, I don't want to hurt anybody, but the facts are the facts, and here's what happened. And essentially, they were working on Joe's Senate campaign mm. leading up to that race. And Jill and Joe, uh, or Jill apparently got close to Jill, and next thing you know... Sniffed her scalp. Sniffed her everything. Her sphincter, the whole, the whoa. whole thing. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In, Hang on. Full stop. <laughs> in her Corvette. Ooh. Because, uh, or, or maybe that's what created... So apparently there was an accident in the Corvette. This guy, Mr. Stevenson, somebody asks him, hey, do you own a brown Corvette? And he's like, no, but my wife does. And he said, oh, well, I was recently in a, in a fender bender with it, and uh, they told me that they would give back to me, and they never did. He goes, they? Who's they? Brandon was driving. Brandon and, and Jill, and Brandon was driving. He's like, oh, and then come to find out, and then he asked her to, to leave, and that uh, apparently Jill's dad was like, no, begging her him to take her back, because he owned a club that was like, um, it was like a really famous music club. And at the time, you had people like, I think the Rolling Stone, that's where they kind of like broke out, uh, um... What's the other guy? Fucking Springsteen and, and stuff were performing at this club. And uh, yeah, it turns out that they had had an affair for a hot ass minute before he found out what was going on. So when you go back, all to bring it back full circle, this guy sucks. And when you have these people at CNN crying about his character, and he's such a great person. <laughs> Character's on the ballot. And it's what matters. Decency is back and on the ballot. This guy is bringing America together. It's all just horseshit, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it all it's all terrible. Uh, the story's really interesting. This guy even this is nineteen seventy whatever it was seventy four fives I think something like that. This guy donated eleven thousand dollars of his own money to the campaign before finding out what happened too. Goofy. <laughs> the Goofy Award goes to unbelievable. And there's this picture. Um, oh, so apparently also Jill was like maybe twenty three ish. And Joe was like... A little old for, for Joe. He was in his early 30s at the time. Mm. Okay, not to say there's anything wrong with that, you know, there's a couple of... But, you know, based on what we know, he probably wishes she was a little younger than that, to be honest with and you. And you already know what um what a hunter calls her, an entitled cunt, something or other. Yeah. Excuse my language, everybody. Yep. I'm just yep. quoting the president's just son. Quoting the greatest, smartest, youngest man alive. Did I tell you that in Denver, I had a tag when I'm like... Um, when I said something like, uh, man, I, they thought I was hired in the president's son. And, like, nobody got it. I was like, they thought I was hired in Hunter Biden. And they're just like, what? Who you're do you, who you're probably you? proud of the tag and nobody got it. Well, I was just up there freestyling. I didn't, like, sit there and, like, write it in my room <laughs> and say, I'm going to say this. Yeah. It was just, like, in the moment. I, I, it's okay if not everybody laughed. But it's like, y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, if I were to show y'all a meme... That said, like, I hope gas don't get too high. And it's like Willie Nelson on one of the of the gas pumps, Snoop Dogg, and then Hunter Biden. Y'all wouldn't get it. They it's like, y'all are missing out. They Stop being a normie. It's so entertaining. Uh, I got a picture pulled up for you guys. If you're watching the video, she looks every bit of 17 there. And he's looks old as fuck. Yeah. But that's that's our guy. That's yes. our president. Um, there's some pictures. <laughs> I mean. That's your president. <laughs> hey. He's your president. No, sir. He don't, hey, don't, don't be those... Illegitimate. Don't be those crazy uh, conspiracy theorists that say, not of course, my president. Of, dude, of course this guy got more votes than Barack. Come on, son. People never question that either. Of course he got more votes than anybody in history. Very bizarre. That's what he needed in order to fucking beat Trompitas, because Trompitas... Bro, how much support did Trompitas have at all his rallies? And don't nobody ever want to factor that in. Like, bro... Say what you want. You ain't got to agree. You ain't got to like them. But you can't sit up here and tell me 
motherfucker ain't got a following and a buzz and a fan base. And even then, I don't consider what he has a cult the way I would consider people on the left today as being in a cult. You yeah. know, you might not like that word, but it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You agree? Very cultish on the left. Super cultish. Extremely cultish. Like they're they're locked in and they can't stray. They can't go against the grain at all. Yeah, and I've said several times how it's so fascinating where Trump will be at a rally and say something that the crowd doesn't like and they will boo or they'll, or they'll make noise or whatever. You don't see that on the left at all. Yeah, I like um, Giovanni. Uh, no, I think it was uh, Juan Big Stoner posted a list of some of his grievances with Trumpitas, like how he spent some money, like added to the fucking deficit. I don't know, maybe when he printed them stimmies. Um, but yeah, we have our own little individual list. Like motherfuckers should have been fired Fauci. Yeah. He shouldn't have fell for Dr. Burke's bullshit and so on. Yeah, um, I'm trying to pull up because I referenced it on the last episode, Dana <coughs> Carvey's um, opening monologue. And I don't remember, was it for Kimmel? And he was actually going in on the left? Oh, bro. I, I don't know Dana Carvey's. Yeah, I don't know his, his stance. It's like they let him? I know, right? Jesus. But also, I can't find it, so there's that. What, what was his big, his big thing, Dana Carvey? Dana Carvey, SNL. Was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Come on, Rob. What'd you think? Dude, I'm sorry. What'd it's been so long since it's been funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the If you record... Po- in audio it's probably the best one hope it's worth it guys if you haven't seen it it should make you laugh Biden came out as a really sleepy sweet grandpa and he was like he's always repeating this story you know yeah well, I went to Scranton Scrant- I grew up in Scranton Pennsylvania <laughs> my dad my dad lost his job no joke I'm not kidding around here no no human being in the world thinks that's a joke. Nobody. <laughs> Is anybody? I lost a job. And then he would do the number thing. Number one, the one part. Number two, what the guy said. Number three, you know the drill. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. No, we don't. So, yeah. Now what he does is he kind of whispers and then he yells. If you know, I think it's a wonderful move. Don't you love it when he's like, we know how to get natural gas because we can't get it we know how to get it that's what we do we gave the people the private one public the private the pirates of the caribbean <laughs> that was great man holy shit yeah. abc that is the end of the teaser all right if you want the whole enchilada the full shebang that's strictly for the patrons we're hitting y'all with more premium content so head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales and get full access to all of the shows all of the content and all the premium exclusives all right see you there patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales Sus.